June Bug, Chapter 3. Most afternoons, we go down to the little library. It used to be a storage closet full of buckets of cleaning supplies and brooms and step ladders. They took that stuff out and put in some books and an old lady from the Baptist church. She wears flowered dresses and she glares at us kids when we come in. She's Mrs. Swanson, the one who brings boxes of old magazines from a dentist's office. That dentist probably has a sailboat. You treat the books nice in here, she says. You take care of them. She thinks we have no manners because we live here. Some older kids who come in here just look at each other when she says that. She doesn't know our mamas brought us up right. That church lady, Mrs. Swanson, she's scared of all the young men hanging out in the lobby with their screechy girlfriends leaning on them. They play loud music and they like to act rude when old people come by. I go to the door of the library and look out. Jolita's out there with someone I don't know, but her friends dressed to kill with fancy orange fingernails and flared out polka dotted pants that swirl when she walks. Maybe that's Jolita's friend who sells the makeup. Hey, Jolita, I call out. She glances at me and narrows her eyes, wondering if I'm going to bother her or not. But I can see she's not in a bad mood. So I go ahead and ask, are you gonna bring me those bottles today? She lets out a big sigh of disgust and glances at her girlfriend. What's he want? Her friend asks. Some empty perfume bottles, Jolita tells her. You think you deserve them? She asks me. Definitely, I say, without a doubt. He's cute, her friend says. Not to live with, he isn't, Jolita says. All right, I'll bring them later. Jolita and her friend head on out just as the reading teacher comes in. They don't say anything to Miss Robinson and she keeps her eyes down as if she doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Then she sees me and Tasha and she breaks into a big smile. Tasha runs over to grab her hand and the teacher calls out to me, hey, Junebug. Tasha leads Miss Robinson into the library. We sit at the little table. A couple of older girls, fifth and sixth graders come here a lot too and use the crayons. They color real slow and careful with dark outlines around everything. They always show their drawings to Miss Robinson when they get done. Some drawings she takes home. She says her refrigerator is covered with pictures. Tasha brings a book and lays it on the teacher's lap. Now, what could this be? The teacher asks. Tasha turning it over. Tasha doesn't say a word, but that doesn't bother Miss Robinson one bit. Hmm. I wonder if it's the same book you brought me yesterday. Of course it is. Tasha always brings her the same book. Why, look, said Miss Robinson, acting surprised. It's the tale of Peter Rabbit. Tasha smiles and leans against her leg. But it took her weeks to get there. Used to be that Tasha sat under the table while the teacher and I read books to her. Not anymore, though. After Peter Rabbit, says the teacher, we're going to do something different. That's good. I'm getting tired of that rabbit jumping into the watering can. You should have known better if you asked me. I look inside the teacher's canvas bags. There's a lot of paper and markers in there. Suddenly, I hear loud yelling out in the hall and swearing too. Mrs. Swanson gets up all angry and goes to the heavy metal door and shuts it. Then she goes back to her magazine, Reader's Digest. Sounds like something that happens to your stomach. I know she can't wait to leave. But then I have to listen to the story. Peter Rabbit is running through McGregor's garden now. He is going to get caught momentarily. 
Once old McGregor pops that basket over him, that's it. That rabbit ain't going nowhere. Then Peter gets sick and starts sneezing, and I ask, Miss Robinson, are you a real teacher? Tasha glares at me. I know she's thinking. Here he goes with that, those pestery questions again. You work at the Auburn Street School, right? I ask. I've seen her little red car there. I only work there one day a week. Is that all? I ask. She's a good teacher. She ought to work more than that. I work at King School one day. That's it. Two days a week, I work at a grocery store at night. Where at? I ask. Tasha rolls her eyes. If she talked more, she'd tell me to shut up, but I'm not ready. Past the gun factory, up Edward Street, says Miss Robinson. You have to drive up there, I ask. Tasha puts her hand on her hip and smunches her eyebrows down. Mad. Yeah, it's a couple miles away, the teacher says. You get paid to work here? No, I don't. Miss Robinson reaches down and starts pulling markers and paper out of her bag. Then what do you come here for, I ask. I can't help it. I want to know. Junebug, you hush up, Tasha tells me, all exasperated. I bet she's afraid the reading teacher will get sick of my questions and not come back, and then we won't have anywhere to visit after school. But Miss Robinson smiles at me. I know how to teach reading, and Mrs. Swanson's church put out an ad for a volunteer. So I came on over and met you. And Tasha, I add. Her teacher, the teacher reaches into her bag and puts a brown spiky thing on the table. I thought we'd make a book of poems, she says. Poems, asked Tasha, her eyebrows arching up now. You know, rhymes, like in Cat in the Hat, I explain. Hey, what is that thing? It's a pine cone from a pine tree. Must have been a big tree, I say. That pine cone is as tall as a coffee can. But Tasha's looking confused. We saw some pine trees on a picnic up at the state park last summer. Mama and Harriet Ames love to go on picnics in the summertime. There was a bunch of pine trees in the grove by the picnic table, but maybe Tasha doesn't remember. Christmas trees have these, I tell her. That's an ornament, she asks, even more confused. The seeds for a new pine tree are kept inside here, says Miss Robinson. When the pine cone falls to the ground, the seeds fall out and a new tree can grow. Yeah, I say, I knew that. Miss Robinson folds a big wad of paper and creases it like a book. On the front, she writes, poems are a magic carpet. Then she opens to a blank page. I brought something unusual on purpose. Stare into this pine cone as if it's a crystal ball. See what it tells you. What does it remind you of? Tasha reaches right out and takes it. She stares into the stiff little branches and turns it around. It looks like a brown armed ballerina twirling on a stage. She whispers right near the teacher's ear so the big girls with the crayons can't hear. Tasha says that because she wants to be a dancer. Miss Robinson writes in big letters in the book. Then it's my turn. I take the pine cone and stare at it. I feel loose, like when I'm looking out the window through the bottles far away. It's a fountain of wooden water spraying frozen time. Miss Robinson looks astonished. Then she writes it down just the way I said it. I knew you two would be good at this, she says. Anything else? Tasha thinks for a minute, then she whispers, I can fly. Miss Robinson puts that in the book too, while Tasha leans over watching. Then Tasha reaches out and points at the letters. Slowly, she says, 
I can fly. Miss Robinson gives Tasha a big hug. Tasha, she says, someday soon you're going to be reading Peter Rabbit to me. Tasha doesn't say anything, but she's smiling a big old grin. For some reason, I'm thinking about my homework. The empty page I left upstairs on my bed. I wonder if Miss Robinson could help me with that. It seems like I'm stuck. First, I feel kind of hopeful, like maybe I could write a great paragraph. But right after that, I get angry. Seems that all teachers do, the nice ones anyway, is get your hopes up. Tasha's doing great, isn't she? Miss Robinson asks me. Yeah, I say, I guess. I sit there staring at nothing in a funny mood. Then I hear a voice. Junebug! It's Jolita. She's at the door. Come here a second, she says. She glances at Miss Swanson, but doesn't come in. Jolita's got her hands behind her back, this time with her usual pain-in-the-neck girlfriend, Georgina. Georgina's saying, come on, we don't have all day. All right, hold on. Junebug, hurry it up, Jolita says. She'll do just about anything, Georgina tells her. I go over to the door. Yeah, what? I ask. She brings her hands around front and opens them. Ta-da, she says. She's got four little perfume bottles, all different. I take them quick before they disappear. One has little ridges cut in the glass. One is flared out at the bottom like a genie's bottle. One is round like a ball, and one is narrow and skinny. I look up at Jolita. Thanks. She starts to smile at me. Georgina makes a disgusted noise and takes Jolita's arm. Come on, she says. We gotta go.